You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, welcome to a new episode of Sixers Daily. I'm your host, Jazz Kang. Before we jump into things, lots of big news to cover when it comes to the Sixers. Don't forget, subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. And of course, check out libertyballers.com for all your Sixers needs. Uh, joining me today, one of the men behind the magic at Liberty Ballers, Dave Early. Dave, what's going on, my man? How you doing? I'm doing okay. The big news coming out, obviously, Concerns Joel Embiid. He signed a four-year, $196 million extension. Now, the interesting with this, interesting portion of this, the final year is a player option. That's for the 2026-27 season. Pardon me. Uh, he's going to turn 33 during that year of the deal. Uh, doesn't officially kick in until 23-24. Just your early thoughts on the deal, Dave. No surprise that they got this done. Or did you think that maybe there was a chance that Embiid would have waited till next offseason where he could have signed for a little bit more money, depending if he got all NBA owners or not? It's Yeah, I wrote a piece just before he hurt his knee in the game against Washington saying that he was careening towards this moment. So I'm definitely not surprised. Um, I, I started feeling guilty, like, oh, man, did I jinx him? That I cost him that Superman. <laughs> um, but um, but I, I thought this was sort of a foregone conclusion. I knew it was a, there was a chance that he could roll the dice on himself, but I couldn't see any scenario where I personally would do that. I mean, one injury and he has a year like 2019, 2020, and he doesn't make an all NBA team that could cost him the entire Supermax, hoping for one extra year of a Supermax. So it didn't make sense to me that he would roll the dice so i think uh, all parties are probably happy today and the fans should be too just knowing that he's not going to be a ufa in a couple seasons yeah and i think with the way he played you know last year averaging 28 and a half points 10.6 rebounds obviously finished second in mvp voting behind joker you're, you're looking at this this locks in a guy now for the sixers that other guys around the league are going to want to play with you know what i mean you have it you have an MB, mvp candidate on your roster you look at now the nba been trending that way for the last decade plus in terms of the stars want to play together and so getting him locked up now giving them the foundational piece that they need at least going forward for the next four or five years you know depending on what happens with with the team when you're looking at this and you just look at the the impact he had on the on the Sixers last season I mean you look at their net rating per 100 uh, possessions the Sixers were 11.9 points better with Embiid on the court offensively way more efficient having Joel in the game than off of it but you're looking at this right now. How do you think this impacts the Sixers both in the short term and the long term? Do you think this makes them even more attractive, like Philly, as a destination for a star who might become available? I think the easiest answer to that is yes, but it probably won't matter. I mean, they, they don't have cap space. The, the best thing about it is you're kind of playing defense now. So if someone really wanted to team up with Joel, he's got like – a really likable personality, it seems. 
Um, he doesn't seem like a guy who's extremely difficult to get along with. Now, maybe, maybe someone in that locker room would tell us otherwise off the record, but who knows? I mean, I, I would want to play with Joel, I think. And if you wanted to play with him, you couldn't say, hey, let's meet up in New York or let's meet up in California in two years. Now you'd have to ask for a trade to Philly. So I think that's the best benefit in this case. And if that person is Damian Lillard, maybe it says, look, he'll be here at least another four years. My contract is four years. I'm going to I'm going to put a team like Philly on my list. Uh, and if they hadn't gotten this done, maybe I have more questions about the whole thing. Dave, I got to ask you this now from, from your perspective, any downside of this deal? I mean, just given the, the injury history with, with, with Joel and, and, and looking at, you know, big men don't typically age as well as, as guards do in, in the NBA. That's just a fact because they're just bigger bodies, uh, a lot more toll on, the, on their body in terms of, you know, carrying around the weight. But when you look at this long-term, like you're going into the 2026, 20, 27 season where Embiid's making, you know, more than 55 million bucks around there. What, what do you look at as a potential downside for the franchise as, as this deal starts to age a little bit and, and we get, you know, three, four years down the road? Yeah, I didn't want to think about this today. So thanks a lot. But um, <laughs> there, there's definitely a downside. I mean, even if you look at the, the guards who have received the Supermax for the franchise who doled it out, there's a downside. You know, James Harden isn't in Houston anymore. That's the downside. Um, Damian Lillard might ask out, you know, a year into that Supermax that he signed a couple of years ago that hasn't even kicked in yet. Right. So it doesn't ensure that your guy is going to stay forever. He could still ask out. Um, and and then there's the guys like John Wall, who they're not big. You know, they might have had less risk than a traditional big man, and still they can get hurt. So there's a there's a big bottom. You know, if Joel were to have, like, even this season in the short term, he has not opted to have surgery on his meniscus. What happens if you have, like, a Michael Thomas on the Saints type situation where the entire offseason goes through, and then he decides maybe I maybe it is still acting up. I need to have it. And he's out for a few months, which is not impossible. So there's some of those sort of gloom and doom scenarios that we could get into, especially towards the end of that, when you get into the, the 50 million and up 2025, 2026, he's 32. But yeah, yeah, for no, today, I'm, I'm really not thinking about that stuff yet. <laughs> no, you're just celebrating. We're just celebrating the extension right now at this point. You know what I mean? That They got this done because <laughs> exactly. and let's be honest, if, if it wasn't for the Simmons drama, this would have been priority number one, right? Like, let's just say the Sixers do make it to, to the Eastern Conference Finals and, and lose to Brooklyn, you know, whatever it is, looking back, you're not going to be able to change history, obviously. But had they went one round further and maybe, you know, played played Milwaukee tough and, and ended up losing in, in six or seven, you know, this would have been priority number one, I think, to get the, the deal done. So I, I like what Maury did here um, and, and getting this, you know, getting Embiid locked down now because, like I said, it, it's going to be... It, it, it's going to be something that that serves the franchise well and, and serves him well. So I think this is an all around win uh, for the Sixers. I want to jump into a couple more things, including the schedule, uh, not have the full details of the schedule yet, but kind of the the opening week in Christmas. And then we'll jump into the, some ben, some Ben Simmons news as well. We'll do that after a short break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. All right, and we're back. Uh, Dave, jumping into the schedule release. Now, surprising for me to see uh, Sixers not included on Christmas Day. We'll jump into that in a second. But overall, uh, also Philly not playing on opening night. Opening night, they're going with a doubleheader of Milwaukee and Brooklyn. That's going to be followed by the Warriors and the Lakers. The real big, you know, first big game that we know of for the Sixers will happen on Friday, October 22nd. They'll host the Nets then. Uh, were you surprised to see the Sixers not really included on, on anything in terms of the opening week, in terms of the big slots until we get till basically that Friday, the 22nd? Uh, yeah, I think if I was the NBA, I would have wanted the Sixers there. I think if for no other reason, there's a chance Damian Lillard is on that team. They're going to be absolute must-watch TV. And if he's not, and Ben Simmons is still on the roster, that's going to be absolute must-watch TV to see how the home fans uh, react. So either way, I would think that's that's one of the most important games I would want to watch if I was like a random Pelicans fan. Uh, and I'm a Sixers fan, so um, it's, it was a surprise to me. But then again, you know, Trey Young bowed at Madison Square Garden, so I guess you gotta you gotta give that. Uh, rivalry the spot <laughs> really you think i mean no to me like if you're looking at like like we mentioned the christmas day games uh, the sixers weren't included so the, the early one is like you mentioned trey young and the hawks playing playing at msg to me having the hawks and sixers on on christmas day would have made a ton more sense i get that they want to have new york as a part of it you know just given the media size market in terms of on christmas day the knicks always play uh, on christmas doesn't matter how bad they've really been but you could have maybe went like new york and and milwaukee and then put the Sixers and Hawks because to me the Sixers Hawks that that could have the potential to be a firework game. So I I didn't really understand the 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 logic behind that. I mean Boston and, and Milwaukee, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I don't understand it either. A little bit of a head scratcher. I mean we've got a long history here. Like during the process, what were there like? There were three games on national TV over like three or four years, whereas the Lakers lost as many games over like a five-year span and we're on TV all the time. So, and then that really flipped when the Sixers were finally good and they were on all the time. So if you're a fan of this team for a long time now, you've seen like this, I don't know if it's a carrot for fans or maybe nobody cares, but it's sometimes it's dangled over you and sometimes it's taken away, but who knows how they figure that out. Yeah, we're probably just the weird ones who obsess over every little detail, Dave. So that's 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 probably on us in the in the, in the bigger picture of things. If you're a fan of a, of the Sixers, you're always looking for like a slight why the NBA hates you, right? Yeah, there you go, and now we got it. So there, now, now we're going to be looking at this and being like, how dare they not put the Sixers on? We started Christmas. with Hanky. Yeah, <laughs> going to go all the way back to that. But you know, it, it's funny for for me to see because I was actually anticipating. I'm like. All right, the Sixers will be paying on Christmas. Now, on a personal note, we don't have to work on Christmas, so that's not a that's not a bad thing for us. But I was anticipating that they that they would end up playing uh, on Christmas Day, or at least be featured, you know, in, in one of the first big big double headers that they have. But again, we're gonna have to wait about three days that for to see the Sixers on national television. Uh, reports are not gonna get the full schedule until August. Uh, I believe the twentieth the they're aiming for, which is this weekend, but. Um, you know, we should get some some more details on on, you know, long in terms of their long road trips, homestand. So we'll get those kind of details uh, coming up sooner than later. Now, I want to wrap up on this. Uh, some more Ben Simmons news. Uh, nothing really that we don't know. But I mean, there were a few articles that came out today. Uh, some reports that Ben Simmons, no close, no close contact, pardon me, with Daryl Morey. 
Doc Rivers, Joel Embiid over the last you know few weeks here. Uh, the usual suspects, Warriors, Portland, obviously mentioned as as a destination, but we have some of the smaller market teams like Minnesota, Sacramento, San Antonio, also mentioned as as possible places that Ben Simmons could end up. Now I'm looking at this from my perspective. And, and I know, you know, we, we've discussed this on, on, you know, between us and on Slack, we're, we're talking about it. What do these teams have anything that the, the Sixers would want? I mean, in, unless you're giving up a ton of futures that Daryl Morey would look at repackaging to try and get a guy like Damian Lillard. And again, nothing on that front. We were hoping maybe we get a little bit of news from Lillard. Is he going to stay? Is he going to want to go from Portland? Haven't heard anything about that since he returned from Tokyo, but when you're looking at, at this, like you're looking at teams like Minnesota, I, I think De'Aaron Fox is a heck of a point guard. You know, he's improving his three-point shot, was a lot more open to taking more threes last season than he's ever been throughout his career. So I think, again, but I don't think Monty McNair, the, the GM who has a history of working with Daryl Morey with the Rockets, I don't think he's really looking to moving on from, from Fox at, at this point. But you're hearing the teams like Minnesota, Sacramento, San Antonio. Is there anything those teams could offer that you think would move the needle for Maury and Elton Brand in terms of trying to make a deal with those teams? Or if you're looking at, let's just say hypothetically, Simmons does end up with Minnesota, with Sacramento, with San Antonio, the only way Maury's making that deal is to get some future assets to repackage. Yeah, I think you kind of nailed it. Like, I think Daryl Maury's bored in his white room with like potato chips and coffee probably looks like goal one get dame and then like several tiers below that is just run it back and then way 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 below that is probably do something else i don't think that he wants what those teams have even though i could see those teams wanting ben more than the field um definitely don't think he would do anything to diminish his title chances this year unless he really felt that was giving him a tremendous shot to get dame and had something from Dame himself or from Portland off the record that, you know, that's in the works because he's not, he's a stars or bust guy, right? So he's, you, you keep hearing names like CJ McCollum or Malcolm Brogdon floated, but if you followed Daryl Morey's career over time, he's not making that move, you know, to, to get a little bit worse this year and also diminish his trade package for a guy like Dame and risk him going to the Knicks or something. I just don't see that those type of moves happening. And I don't see anything for like, D'Angelo Russell either so for those teams you mentioned I could see why they would love to have Ben um not sure how he would feel about them but I think they would be more of a three-team deal going on Fox is the guy you mentioned that might be different um maybe maybe he's just good enough to uh to get it done where Daryl says you know what let's just do this I like De'Aaron but like you said like he's kind of their guy and He's a borderline all-star. He might be an all-star and he likes playing there. He's basically LeBron to them. Yeah. And then that's, that's the thing. I mean, he seems pretty committed to, to playing in Sacramento and then you're looking at that, but I just think his game would be a good fit again, maybe not as a, as a guy who's going to be able to space the floor for Joel down low. But like I said, last season, he was more willing to, to pull the trigger on threes shot just over 30%. So it's not like you're like, wow, you know, this guy's a, a great fit in terms of being able to add shooting. But I think that's one aspect of Fox's game that he has definitely shown more of a pension to improve than, than Ben Simmons. And I'm with you on that too. It's like, you know, what are you looking at? DeJounte Murray, you're looking at D'Angelo Russell, um, you know, from Minnesota. And then again, you have to look at the, at the, at the long-term effects of it. It's like, if you do, again, this is hypothetical completely, but if you do take 
a package of, you know, three first round picks and a couple of pick swaps or whatever it is from the Timberwolves. Like they're going to get a little bit better. They got, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony uh, Edwards, obviously last year's number one pick, but they're coming together again. I don't think, I don't think there'll be a playoff team in the West, but uh, you're all, they're also not going to be bad enough that those picks are going to be like, damn, you can acquire, you know, or get somebody at the top of the lottery. So I, I think, uh, you know, I'm with you. I think Maury has shown, you know, based off history, he wants to go and get guys who are superstars. And unless yeah. he can get something of the equivalent of what Ben Simmons brings, you know, an all NBA type defense player, uh, obviously multiple time also all-star now. But if you look at a guy like that, he's going to want to move the needle. But let's wrap up on this, Dave, because I think this is going to be this the storyline over the next month in the NBA, um, you know, given the fact that we're so limited with with the trades and we're limited with you know the salary cap and we only going up three and a half percent. So I think that really impacted the market in terms of being able to move stars, in terms of seeing players maybe wanting out. It's just been pretty limited compared to and tame compared to what we've seen in years past with the NBA. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, you know, the economic fallout of the pandemic. But you're looking at this and, and a lot of NBA insiders reporting, hey, the Sixers and Ben Simmons, you know, it, it's becoming maybe a little bit more realistic that he is going to have to be at camp. So when you're looking at this, how contentious, if at all, do you think things would be if Simmons was actually in camp come time for September 28th? If I'm on anyone on the team side, I'm, I'm welcoming him back pretty much with open arms. Um, even if I'm Joel Embiid and I think like we'd be better off with somebody else, like I don't have any real reason to be mad at him. I know he was going through some off the court stuff. I know he still played defense no matter as hard as he could, no matter how, poorly he was playing from the free throw line uh, you know or, or not wanting the ball but he still like contributed for us and and did a great job I think a better job on Trey Young than anyone will do for like the next 10 years holding him to five for 23 in a game um, so I wouldn't be mad from their side if I were putting myself in Ben's shoes I could understand some of these reports why he's miffed with them um, going through a hard time and then sort of being blamed post game by his guys, by his coach, by his teammate um, at a time when he was playing in a role that he probably wasn't comfortable in. You know, he's told us several times he's more than a dunker spot guy, but he did a lot more dunker spot mm -hmm. this year than he ever has in the past. Um, so I think he was a good soldier. I think he, he endured many of those toxic lineups we talked about with Dwight Howard, even though like, Fans said before the season started, we shouldn't see many of those. And we saw a lot of those. So I think he would have many reasons to be frustrated going into that. Um, and if I were him, I was his camp. I would say, look, overhaul it. Don't play him at all with Andre Drummond. And if you can get a new coach, because this coach doesn't seem to want to empower him. He'd rather give the ball to Tobias Harris and ask him to create in those times where Joel Embiid is not touching it. And I don't think that's the best idea. And I think that there's something to that. If they had listened to Ben Simmons all along uh, a year ago, maybe they would have hired Ty Lue. Maybe they would have had a better coach for it. Is Doc Rivers on a short leash? Before we wrap up, I, I want to ask you this. Because, like, uh, you know, sorry to cut you off there, Dave, but, you know, yeah, looking yeah. back at it, when you look at when he was coaching, like, you look back at the – obviously, he won the championship with the Celtics in 08, made a return trip to the finals in, in 2010. Mind you, if you look at the East back in 2010, not exactly a very strong conference either, you know what I mean? And you had KG, yeah. Paul Pierce, Ray Allen towards the end of their careers. But – and again, I'm not going to downplay the fact that he did lead that team to a title in 2008. But, you know, you look at the Clippers, right? Like, you know, losing in that – 
in the fashion that they had the 3-1 lead over not a very good Rockets team. You know, like the Rockets had uh, Harden at the time and, you know, uh, Josh Smith was raining down threes. And you look at this now for, for Rivers, it's like, yeah, he has the pedigree of being a championship coach, which, mind you, let's remind everybody that it happened 13 seasons ago. Uh, so it's not like it's, 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 you know, recent history. And the game has evolved and changed a hell of a lot since then in terms of the style of, of the way offenses are created, the way defenses, rosters are, are composed. There's a whole bunch of differences. So, yeah, like going back to the question with the roundabout way that I just took 100 words when only two would have done, Dave. But uh, what would you when you look at? at Doc Rivers, like, let's just say hypothetically again, that, that Ben Simmons is sticks around and, and they don't find a deal that Maury likes and, and things go sideways again. Does Doc even get another season after this? Let me give you my, uh, my total speculation hot take. I think that the way the Sixers did, it was not the best idea, you know, to, to get the coach first. And I don't think that Daryl Morey felt comfortable enough to just ask Doc to change his lineups and rotations midseason. I think maybe maybe there's a line sort of like in Moneyball where the coach gets to do the rotations at the very least. And I don't think it meshed with many of the proposals and suggestions that Daryl Morey said throughout the year. I don't even know if he's allowed to fire him one year into a big five-year deal for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So I think it's possible Daryl has was not allowed to hire and maybe not allowed to fire the head coach. And I think that's a really big deal. So I don't know if he's on a short leash. I think he should be. I think Daryl should have the decision-making power to make suggestions throughout the year and uh, make a change if he wanted to. I'm not sure how, how management would feel about that. Would it be embarrassing for them or other comp or money factors? Cause you still got Brett Brown on the books too. Do they want to pay a third coach? So I don't know how it all works, but I think, in an ideal world from just a fan's perspective, you should be okay with the fact that Doc was on a short leash if he was on a short leash, if that makes sense. No, I get, I get you. And, and I think they have to look at the, the financial, the financial impact of it. And I, I think right. you're right. And, and you know, you're going to have to look at how this all plays out because I think if Doc fails to adjust and, and, you know, maybe he had that, that bond and that trust in, in Toby based off the time they, they spent together with, with the Clippers. So it, it'll be interesting to see, how this all plays out. The good news is, heck, we got something to talk about for the next five weeks until we hit into training camp. So we do. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, th- th- you know, this is something obviously we'll keep an eye on, but it was good to see uh, Embiid sign the extension. So we know he's going to be around. And again, to wrap things up, Sixers won't be playing on opening night, won't even be playing on Christmas, but their first national TV game, it looks like, of the season will be on Friday, October 22nd, when they host Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. Dave, anything you want to add or you're working on for Liberty Ballers before we wrap up here? If the Nets, that's their second game in four days, will they be load managing by then? Probably. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they probably will be by that point. Uh, don't forget, before we wrap things up here, subscribe to the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, you name it, we are there. And as I mentioned, Dave, Steve, uh, Kevin, the whole, the whole team over at uh, libertyballers.com will have you covered for all your Sixers needs.